0: Welcome to the check in.
1: Yeah, welcome, everybody.
0: Welcome, everybody. We have a phenomenal episode. Yes. Like, y'all are just. A, very special guests. A very special guest.
2: Me teasing in the corner. Stop, stop.
0: <laughs> we have the queen of the underground in the building, Chaotic Couture. Chaotic, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Those jazz fingers were my applause. Oh.
1: <laughs> There
2: we go. In my head, I was like, that's my applause. Jesse, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm good that I'm here. Oh my goodness. We're happy
0: that you're here too. So the way we like to start off the show is we just kind of check in with each other, see how we're doing. So you're doing good, twin. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing good. I'm really excited to eat chicken when I get home. Okay. Got some chicken in a crock pot. Crockpot chicken. Oh,
0: Crock-Pot. That's the vibes. That's yeah. the vibes.
1: Okay. But I'm feeling great. How are you feeling?
0: You know, I'm feeling um. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, to be honest,
0: so you know, as, as y'all have heard, life has been life in me real hard, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Hella so, hard. hella hard. So, I'm happy to be here, I'm happy to be doing this interview. I'm actually in a very good mood today because of you. Oh, so, you. honestly, I'm doing really well, better than I have been in the past couple weeks.
1: That's a, that's good to hear. It's
0: a good, it's a good, it's gonna be a good episode.
2: Life has <laughs> been like if it makes you feel any better, life has been life and for me too. Mm-hmm. Somebody stole a like. Somebody stole my wig. I'm going to just put it real. Somebody at Amazon <laughs> stole my wig because they said it like came in the same box as the other stuff, and it didn't come. Mm. And then I was like, all right, can y'all replace that? And then they were like, yeah. And then they just didn't. Oh. And then I bought another one, and then they sent it through the mail because I ordered Amazon for y'all to send it USPS. <laughs> so, I mean, life's been life for me, too. So, I'm with you. I just want to tell you that so it's like... God, I'm here I, with you. I once. Ball head. Started. They literally <laughs> snatched my wig. They,
1: <laughs> they your literally wig. snatched my wig. I once had a, a plunger stolen from me. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: Was it at a party? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how someone got out of nah, your house. We we'll do let people in the house. <laughs>
1: you know, so what had happened was my sink, the kitchen sink was clogged. Okay. And I was like, I ain't paying for shit else with this house. Like, I can't. understand. And so I looked online. They were like, oh, plunge it. So I was like, all right, let me buy a plunger. You know, fresh plunger. Mm-hmm. So y'all listening, we ain't being dirty out here. Yeah. And just plunge it.
2: Okay.
1: I door dashed it because I was like, I didn't want to leave the house. It went to the wrong house. She went to go get it, and the people it was took
0: stolen. It was not <laughs> the there, plunger. and we got the picture and everything. Yeah. It was on the porch at the house, like a crop, like like on the next neighborhood, like beside us. And I went to the door, and it was gone. So then people really like opened their door,
1: saw
2: pleasure.
0: had the audacity to just steal somebody else's DoorDash package.
2: Are we allowed to cuss? Oh yeah. yeah. They looked and just said, "Shit." Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Just take this sponger a
2: little bit. We could use it. I I would never. I think it's
1: clogged. (laughs) If I saw a mysterious plunger on my porch, I'm not touching it. I'm just, I would never. That's
2: valid. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that goes with, like, you know when you're at the airport and they're like, if you see a strange package, mm-hmm. I'm going to be perplexed for a little bit yes. if I open the door and I see a plunger. I'm
0: just be like, this is not, Mm-mm.
2: And I listen to a lot of true crime, so I'm just going to be, like, I'm going <laughs> to be convinced now. that nice. there are drugs in, like, the, the handle
0: yeah. of a plunger. Yeah. So like, no. It's just a bunch of cocaine yeah, just exactly. dropped off at my doorstep. No, yeah. Right where was. FBI ain't gonna catch me today They nah, no. no.
1: said, finally, I've been waiting for this plunger <laughs> And they took my shit
2: I've been praying for a come up And a plunger Here up, it is, amen You know why? well, did the sink get unclogged?
1: We did go get. I actually had to leave. I think to go get a plunger, but it worked. Okay, it worked like immediately. I was like, "Thank God." That's cheaper.
0: Yeah, we went to the dollar dollar store. store. (laughs) We was just like, "Fuck it." We've lost enough money today.
2: I I under. I keep a wire hanger in my closet just in case I ever need to snake a drain because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not gonna go buy. Like I'm from the country. I'm not gonna go buy no drain snake. Like. I'm gonna use a wire hanger, but now I ain't got no wire hangers because I didn't use
0: them. Hey yo, hey yo, that's that's okay. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like we broke a lot of ice yeah, already. I Feel like we're warmed up. We're pretty warmed up, but let's just let's just like get into it, this or that, really quickly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you want to start it off or
1: sure, coffee or tea?
2: Ooh, coffee.
0: Ooh, okay. All right. So let's. All right. Mm-hmm. Damn, you have one right at the top of the head.
2: <laughs>
0: Shit. Okay, so let's go with uh, tea or juice.
2: Ooh. uh... (laughs) Okay, so is that hot tea or like iced tea? Iced tea. You said you're from the country. I am from the country. So yeah, it's going to be tea over juice.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. Let's do write poetry or write a story. Mm. I know you're a writer, so I had wow. to. I, had to the I wanted attention. to be an
2: author as a kid, so oh. I'm gonna say uh, write a story. Guess
1: what? So she, she writes books. I was reading all the um with some of the questions from your interview with Family First. Yes, and I was we like research. We are the same
2: person. I love.
1: Can you do theater? I was like, yeah. my best
2: friend right here. I definitely... I would said that all this... We were actually just talking about this on Twitter the other day because we were talking about people performing over their backing tracks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I'm a theater baby. Like mm-hmm. Our theater teacher used to make us sit at the back of the stage on our backs and she would go to the back of the light booth mm-hmm. and we had to go through the play. And if there was at any point... That she couldn't hear you we had to start over mm-hmm. and like we will be doing shakespeare so everybody knows shakespeare is not like short plays yeah mm-hmm. so you really learn to breathe from your diaphragm mm-hmm. um so somebody can hear you so yeah mm-hmm. like that's like theater all that it's just it's in my blood
0: mm-hmm. love it. i love it okay um taking a nap or going to the spa
2: neither i'm oh. not <laughs> i'm oh. not like I'm not a big napper because okay. like I like to sleep. Like once I'm asleep, I like to be asleep. Mm-hmm. And then like once I wake up, it takes me too long to get myself back together. Okay. But also like I'm not really like a big fan of people touching me. So okay. I don't really like going to the spa either.
0: Okay, so what's your what's your self-care, like your go-to self-care activity?
2: Um I like to drive. So I hey. literally would just be like driving yeah. with the music up and yeah. windows down. Yeah. That's like my that's my therapy.
0: Okay, road
2: trip. <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay, tripping.
1: so what's your sign? I'm a Aries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's your
2: sign? I'm a Sag. Okay. Yeah. Pisces. Okay.
0: So okay. Yeah. We're, we're
1: next door, neighbors. Yeah, yeah. We're all that.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Double okay, signs, okay, fire signs. Okay, cool. It all makes sense. It all makes sense.
1: Let's get we into it. We love fire. Hey, fire, water. Let's go. All right, so we definitely are not shy about talking about our mental health. Mm, so if you, yeah. you know, if you feel uncomfortable, you don't wanna say something. You ain't gotta say nothing, yeah. right? We kind of do kind of skip interviews so if you don't like a question you can just like skip
0: be like oh yeah let's not get into it but like full disclosure we're a little crazy you know very much diagnosed by clinicians like we we live this shit you know
2: what
1: i'm saying it's a lifestyle
2: for real (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you a lifestyle for real true
1: to this not new to this
2: exactly
1: So, so let me ask you what era are you stepping in because i know you're a 90s baby as well Mm -hmm. um and so us entering our 30s our early 30s like what era do you feel like you're stepping into
2: i feel like i'm in my ducked out the way era like i'm in that era where i appreciate getting like being able to do what i love but not having to be like out in the rat race. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I did the rat race in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. to the point to where it's just like, I can be and bookings fall into place. Yes, man. Um, Because I don't really like the running and... Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Ripping and running, as yeah. the old folks say. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I'm really just in my... Peace... I guess I'm in my peaceful era.
1: Mm. I love that. Like,
2: yeah, I'm just in my mellow.
1: Mm. Okay. So let me ask, what era are you stepping out of? Yeah, was you a little ratchet? Yeah.
2: It's still in me. Um, it's you see how I went off about the wig. Like it's yeah. still in me. Um, I literally just finished like on Monday, no Sunday, reading Bell Hooks all about love. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm calm right now because mm-hmm. I. So I'm like, I'm balancing the ratchet with like. You might get cussed out, yeah. but from the heart. Yeah. So I feel like I'm at that balance. It's like, like, like Erica Badu, like I can balance your chakras and cuss you out at the same time.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, that's where I be. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still crazy.
0: No, I mean, but yeah. peaceful correction is necessary sometimes.
2: Mine don't be peaceful, okay. but it do be correction. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: direct
2: correction yeah there we you go know, we okay direct, we <laughs> that works. Yes. direct connection okay.
1: dc <laughs> so we're gonna ask you some uh some questions about your peace because we just say you know you're entering your peaceful yeah. era so mm-hmm. what do you do to protect your peace because we live in a crazy ass world full of crazy ass people
2: and
0: and a crazy ass industry that you're in as well
1: yeah
2: Everything is crazy. Everything is <laughs>
0: insane. Yeah. Um, uh, undiagnosed.
2: Und. Yes, there is a lot of <laughs> undiagnosed insanity walking around out here. Yeah. Um, I've boundaries. Mm. I've really learned. I didn't have. I was a people pleaser when I was younger, so I didn't really have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, yeah, I just be like ducked out the way, minding my business. No, like I, I read Shonda Rhimes' um Year of Yes a few years ago, and like one of the biggest things I took away from that book was no is a complete sentence. Yeah. And I've really been, like, utilizing that this year. So I'll just be like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I don't... I think people... People get misconstrued sometimes because they see my personality and I think they really are, like, attracted to be around me. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really like a lot around me. Like, my my friends are my family. I've My friends have been around me for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, um... At this point, I've been in Baltimore like going on eight years and even the friends that I had here for the most part, I met either when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like, you know, one of those like synergy connections. Yeah. So I really just say to myself, I just I don't if I'm not working or if it's not like one of my friends like playing, I'm really not out in the scene like that a lot anymore. I just
1: So I are just you be. introverted or are you just tired of like the the crazy like energetic life?
2: Um I'm an introvert and extrovert. Like, I like to be out and I like to be around people, but I like to be alone around people. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I can go to a party, but I'll yeah. go to a party by myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to a party to hear the DJ. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to really socialize. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up? I'm good. How are you? Boop. Woop. Back to the music. Yeah. Um. So that's, like, very much me. So, like, if I do go out, I try to sit, like, ducked away. Just because I don't want to be rude to people, but I'm out so much in it requires a lot of energy mm-hmm. for interaction. So sometimes I just like to be like ducked off to support my friends and not make it like a, you're here or like yeah. a big exchange. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I used to do. I loved going to the bar. I would go by myself, sit at the bar, and then people just want to talk to you. Talk- like, yes. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> really back. <laughs> like, I what know you saw saying? me walk all the way to the end of this bar and you want to be like, hey, how you doing what you drinking? <laughs> Sir.
0: because people my sense that bit. energy they're just like oh this person they have good energy let me come and like suck that energy source from them a little bit sometimes but it's just it's not the vibes. so
2: it's not and my brother is like suit my oldest brother is like super quiet mm-hmm. like he's not very talkative and um like my sister-in-law thinks it's hilarious because she'll be like yeah everybody just shares their whole life story with your brother and he doesn't say anything <laughs> and i told her i was like i really think it's because when you are Quiet. It makes people uncomfortable, mm. so they feel like they have to fill the space with talking. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm just here and I'm quiet, and mm-hmm. people don't take that social cue no, as yeah. like to walk away. They <laughs> think it means talk more. Me so it go. does get really interesting.
0: Let me get that person out of their shell.
1: You're like, this was quiet time. You didn't get the quiet time vibes.
2: You didn't see the whole populated area over there that I stepped away from. You're like,
1: like <laughs> let me find that one person in the corner.
2: Hey. No, you're so literally. Quiet. Are you shy?
0: That's me. I'll go to a party. I'll be ten toes down in a corner, but niggas will be like,
2: "Hey, I know you," <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Are you not like?" What's it? my my biggest <laughs> thing is like I'm just rocking, like I'm, and people are like. Are you not having fun? And I feel like whatever that movie was where the guy was like, this is my happy face. Like, I'm having a great time. I'm literally just, like, being calm. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad because I'm sorry that everybody has to deal with that. But, like, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think definitely for me, when I started having mental health issues, I was like, oh, everything is effort. So I can't put no effort right here. The effort is me, like, doing my regular day-to-day stuff. Mm -hmm. Now you want to hang out. And then, like, you know, you were saying about your brother, when you have, you know, a quiet disposition or just a peaceful one and people just get attracted to you and they want to latch on to you, Mm -hmm. I definitely have people who are like, Help me with this. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want to help you with anything. But I love you. But I love I, you. I pray mm-hmm. for you. Let's hold hands mm-hmm. when we're at lunch together. And yes. then we're going to go our separate ways. <laughs> and then I will see you tomorrow. Don't call me. Don't text. <laughs> I'll see you
2: tomorrow. And we'll pick up on a whole new page. Yes. Because we can leave this alone. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's what I've come to the realization of the last couple of weeks. I feel like... When you do hit that, like, piece and people see it, they want to, like, interview you for, like, how do you... I guess the long story short is I feel like everybody wants to skip the work. Yeah. So when they see somebody who is peaceful, instead of, like, figuring out their shit and working through it, they're like, so what's the cheat code for me to get to where you are? (laughs) Dropping gym. You you really can't. There is no cheat code. So I feel like people do that a lot, too. It's like, okay, can you just... Give me the secret, and when you tell people like there is no secret, they don't believe you.
0: How long have you been working on getting yeah. to this point?
1: Cause I wanna—I know you. You're a reader. You yeah, was dropping you dropping some book, jazz. But I'm like, <laughs> have you had any experience with therapy? Are you, you know, ther- I was okay. about to say therapized. <laughs> therapized? <Yes>. yourself? <laughs> yes,
2: I, I am um, I'm heavily therapized. Um, <laughs> like most people, I ain't come from a, a family that, like, really believed in mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father passed away in 2019. So I started therapy after he had passed away and then my grandmother passed away in 2020 and I was like in charge of my father's funeral and I was in charge of my grandmother's funeral and like my grandmother's estate. Mm, Um, so during that time I was like the the first time with my dad, I kind of like was really just there to work through his passing. Mm -hmm. So I kind of cheated the rest of therapy. Mm. Um, and then I broke up with that therapist and I was like, all right, when I go back into therapy, I'm not going to cheat this time. Mm-hmm. So like when I didn't cheat, I just made like a lot of advancements quick, mm-hmm. quick. And then um, my therapist left the um, like therapy oh. place that I was going to. So yeah. now it's kind of like chilling because yeah. the therapist I had after that. We broke up, um, mm-hmm. real quick. But yeah, did it real, quick. <laughs> real quick. I think I'm kind of in that, like, utilizing the tools that I was given and figuring it out until I find the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um, would you say therapize? Therapize. You have a Yeah, I'm yeah. heavily therapized. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful.
2: Heavily okay. therapated.
1: I think that's about our experience too. Yeah, like we definitely had some breakups with our therapists. I have, bless her heart, she was a very nice white lady, but. She didn't understand like the culture with with black yes. folks, especially mm-hmm. southern yes. black folks. I told her something. She was like, "Why don't you just talk this to this adult?" And I was like, "Ma'am, talk to me. <laughs> talk, talk to. Ma'am, yeah, I'm barely talking to you. No, for real.
2: like that is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that I think." Again, going back to the error question, I'm in the unlearning error as well Mm -hmm. because I think we're fed so many things that like it has to be this way. So people are just like, "Oh, get into therapy," and it's always like a very blanket statement. But it's like therapists are like relationships, like friendships, Mm -hmm. like you. These are interviews. Like you have to figure out if you're matched with that person. And I think people leave that out a lot. So even when people get into therapy, they're in a situation that isn't even working for them because you're talking to somebody who doesn't even understand what you're going through. Like, yeah. how can you give me advice about that? Exactly. Um, so it's yeah.
0: definitely a two-way street. Um, I realized with my therapy journey that like, I was still being very, very closed off on certain mm-hmm. things. I had no idea until we stopped our sessions. I was just like, damn. I never really talked about my childhood. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, like, if you don't ask me, I'm not going to talk about it. Right. So she didn't poke and prod as much as I would have liked her to. But now that I'm not with her, I realize that she went at the pace that she knew I could emotionally handle. Right. Um. So she was really doing some Jedi mind tricks with me. For <laughs> real, for real. So I miss her, Shatina. I miss you. Um, but, you know, I had to stop because insurance and all that stuff. Right. But it's definitely, like... It doesn't work if you don't do the work. If you don't find somebody that can relate to you, mm-hmm. and if you're not honest in mm. therapy, because if you're still holding back, you're not gonna get to the root of the crux of the problem mm. at all.
2: Yeah, you
1: <laughs> just paying yeah. to talk to somebody. Pretty much, yep. and it's an expensive talk.
2: <laughs> it is. What people don't people don't even realize. I was talking to to one of my best friends because they were telling me like, yeah, I mean, like I'm talking to to my therapist. And I feel like she's not giving me anything. Like, she's just listening. She's like, this is, like, our third session. And I feel like she's just listening. And it was in that moment, too, I just had said to her, I think there's a misconception about therapy where people think that it's, like, venting. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, when they call their friends, I'm like, you know, I just, I just need to vent. Like, I just need therapy. But, like, yeah. therapy is a treatment plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not even about, like, what you're saying. They're, and, I, and I told her, I was like, they're not, it's not as much about what you're saying, but as far as, like, the patterns and mm-hmm. the things that you do. And then she was like, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. So can I just come to you? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't got a degree. But yeah, it is like, these, these are things that people don't tell you about therapy. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a treatment plan. Like, yes. you have to, if you, with anything, like, if you... Cheat. You're really just cheating yourself. Yeah. Except school, do what you got to do to get out of school. Like, other than that, like, if you cheat, you're just cheating yourself. For real, for
0: real. And, you know, if you're in therapy, anybody listening in therapy, you can ask your therapist for your treatment plan so you could see mm-hmm. the master plan. Like, I printed that thing out. I was like, damn, I had to do all this shit. she was like, you have been doing all this right. shit. Like, this is years of work that we've been doing with each other. I see improvement. You are improving.
2: And I'm just like, Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's not going to happen overnight. It no. literally took years to to get us in these situations. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fix it overnight. Exactly.
0: That unlearning.
2: It's constant. Yeah. Which also, too, I've had this realization in the last couple of days. I, I think this is also why I pick up so many new hobbies. I just love the work. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a nerd, and I just love, like, the craft behind mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So I feel like when I started looking at, Therapy and life in general kind of like as a game. I'm like, okay, there's a lesson. Mm-hmm. But like I we're constantly figuring out the lesson. Yeah. And everybody wants to be at the end. But if you are at the end and you know all the information, then what? Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. you're never going to get it figured out. You're just constantly learning how to, to like adapt mm-hmm. to life as it goes and not fall into patterns. Student and I life? think people just want to have it like figured out. And then it's like, okay, but... Imagine how boring it would be to have the answer to everything. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I wanna wonder: Am I gonna have to cuss you out or Am I gonna have to smack you? Like, that is a good question to have sometimes. I don't need all the answers.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Damn. Well, you were dropping Jeff, so I, I feel like we, we can cut this episode in half. <laughs> we gonna have a two-part.
2: And thank you. <laughs>
1: Um, so we already, you know talked a little about a little bit about your self-care. So is there anything else in your like break glass self-care kit? like you are having the day from hell and mm-hmm. you're just like, I need to focus on me. I need to pour into me. What do you do?
2: Um, my mama gonna get me as she see this, but I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, mama i'm i'm a, I'm gonna take me a second. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn on. One like whatever my favorite vibe is at the time. So right now I'm in like an R&B kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if I'm going through it, I'm turning on Ari or like Alex Vaughn yes. or Summer Walker. Yes. I'm going on a ride with the devil's lettuce and some Love coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just chill with a book. Like my favorite thing. And, and I said, I, I just picked back up reading. Mm-hmm. But even if it's just like a, like, even if I'm just like looking through a magazine or like a zine, or mm-hmm. if I'm just like writing, I like to just be away. Like I'll go sit at the park and just be like ducked off and yes. just chill. Like, That's so I guess my car is my like
0: But park sessions are therapeutic as well.
2: They really are. Like to just be outside with the wind blowing Mm -hmm. it's like quiet and And that smoke blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just serenity. It's just really (laughs) serenity. So I I love that's yeah,
1: she's my a, she's a park ranger over here she's
2: <laughs>
0: yes like, we I can't am. go into the park I, I am if I'm having if I'm having a bad day if I'm having a good day if I'm having a neutral day let's go to the
2: park no literally I just <laughs> I think it's a and I hate to sound like the old bitch but I really think it's just like a a '90s thing like mm-hmm. when I think about it I was telling my best friend the other day because he was like yeah you really just be like outside yeah. like no purpose you just be outside no purpose and I'm like yeah because I literally we had it was cows and cornfields where I grew up mm-hmm. there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So literally we would just go to our like schools' playgrounds and we would sit on the playground and talk for hours. Yeah. We'd just be outside. So mm-hmm. I I think my biggest journey has been getting back to who I was as a kid because mm-hmm. like I loved who I was as a kid and then like life jaded me. Mm-hmm. So I find those little things that. where it's like, okay, how can I get back to feeling like a kid? And it's just being outside. Mm-hmm. So that's like my little like fun time. It's just
0: You're nurturing your inner child.
2: Yeah. I'm having recess.
0: Yes. Having a good old time. I love that.
1: Shoot, I might just we have to talk some more. <laughs> call you when I'm feeling sad. Like, can we go outside? <laughs> <Get> <laughs> you this I'm gonna get tea you get coffee <laughs>
2: we be and we be good
0: there's some good park spots in Baltimore so West Covington Park I go to all the time Middle Branch okay. and Patterson Park now we just went because we're close by from here yeah so yeah that's
2: is lit.
0: it's it's just a good time just go to the park find a spot pop a squat. And <laughs> just chew. like chill, chew.
2: Yeah. not be a little too lit for me. It is very big. I'm, it's and it's a sensory experience. Yeah. yes. Because it's like a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. People be having a dogs. The dogs. Then they have like the little kickball, tennis court, okay. like the pool. It swings bicycle, <laughs> Like it's. It's Patterson Park be a lot for me. It's a lot. So I be going to Droid Hill a lot, too. Just oh, as yeah. like, you can pick your your pot, like spot where you're kind of, like, tucked off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if it's, like, real crazy, I'll go down on the hill that, like, overlooks 83. Yeah. And it's, like, not be in the park, but be mm-hmm. on the hill. Yeah. So, yeah, Patterson is cute. It just get a little live. It
0: just get a little live. Get a little live. Every once in a while, um, also the waterfront. The waterfronts have it nice can- little... Not not necessarily Ken. You like Ken? Well,
2: I like driving. I hate driving over there because yes. it's like hard to get out of there. But exactly. that waterfront is so pretty when it's sunny is say.
0: Being by the water on a bad day. Oh, Lord. It yeah. does something to you.
2: Yes. Truthfully. I agree. Truthfully. I agree.
0: All right. Let's get into some music talk. You ready? Yeah. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> let's talk about some rap inspirations. You okay. know what I'm saying? What was your first introduction to the club scene? You the queen of the underground, so I want to know where did it first hit you, hit your earballs, and you were like, "This is it. This is where I feel free."
2: Um, we're gonna take it all the way back. Okay. Mark Clark in the Big Fat Morning Show. Wow. And DJ K. Swift.
1: Oh. <sighs> R. I. P. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just
2: I remember. I always had friends growing up, but my family isn't like a hosty or like hangout family. Okay. Um, so we just spent, like, a lot of times in the house, like, with the family. Mm-hmm. So I would spend weekends in the house, but I always had, like, a radio or a CD player or something. So I would just turn on 92Q. Yeah. So I just remember as a kid, like, on the weekends, hearing Pork Porkchop and K-Swift mm-hmm. and, like, Clinton Sparks and all these people just, like, mixed for hours. Yeah. And to me, Baltimore was, like... Baltimore to me was New York. I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to move to Baltimore and do music. Yeah. So really, it was like hearing hearing Swift on the radio, and the thing I used to love was hearing them broadcast live from the clubs. It, like, me oh, coming at you live from Silver Shadow. <laughs> 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 to to but yeah, that's really it. Was it was it was club music mm-hmm. that really like started me on music, and then I just fell in love with hip hop and kept going.
0: Was there anybody? Was there any underground scene at all in the Eastern Shore? Like because I, I go to the Eastern Shore occasionally, you know, for fishing and crabbing. See? But <laughs> other than that, I don't really know the music scene, but I know U.M.E.S. and Salisbury is lit.
2: Um they are so I'm from like 2 hours away from Salisbury. Oh. Like I'm like in the country. Okay. Um so we didn't have It's funny cuz from a, I'm working on an album right now. Mm-hmm. And I redid one of my old songs, and I added, like, a verse at the end, and I sent it to the uh, the producer who I grew up with who made it, okay. And because, like, one of the lines was talking about, like, being in mosh pits, because I'm like, everybody loves talking about being in mosh pits, but I was telling him, like, yo, I really came up in a punk scene, mm-hmm. like, there was no... Hip hop scene, really. Okay. There were people who rapped, but the, we didn't have any venues. Mm-hmm. There was no hip hop scene. Um, so when I started working with the producer that I worked with, he was friends with everybody in bands. Mm-hmm. And there was a really big band where I grew up. There were a punk band called The Converted. Mm-hmm. And when I started to like do music, I would hop on shows with The Converted. So I started like doing punk bands. And then randomly, an under 21 club opened um, in a strip mall. Like where the grocery store was Because that's how small of a town I grew up And for yeah. whatever reason at 14 years old They decided to hire me as a DJ Wow Um. So like then I started DJing there And just like throwing parties It didn't last long But like a couple of years Like a year or two before it got shut down yeah. But yeah so <laughs> That
1: is so fun That's it's really so cool Was that your Little first gems.
2: job? Um. No, I used to work at a convenience store when I was like twelve. My um family had a store. Okay. I've always I I come from the struggle. So anything I wanted, I had to like work. pay for myself. Yeah. Really, unless it was like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I as long as I was allowed to work, I've always worked because Beautiful. I've always just wanted shit.
0: So you've had that work ethic in you since a little jet is what our Florida yeah. listeners would say.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: it's just, I feel like it's ingrained in you, especially like, it's not like I grew up on a farm, but like where you grow up when people are like, you're out cutting your grass or you're like chopping wood. Cause you have a fireplace. Like, I just grew up in, like, a labor-intensive family where everybody worked. Yeah. So it's kind of like you just fall into it. Like, yeah. you just see everybody working. It's like, okay, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. Um. But then when I started working, I was like, I don't want to do the stuff forever. that, like, they're doing, and I don't want to do it forever. <laughs> so I was like, let me get the hell on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i always been a worker.
1: Okay. I feel that daily. I'm just like... He stayed wanting to retire. Yeah. One is going to pay for my lifestyle
2: because I'm tired. See, and it's not... I don't even trust other people mm-hmm. like having control over my money. So I'm just like, when is the madness going to stop? Yeah. Like, it really just be the people. I don't mind working. It just be the madness that come with the work mm-hmm. Yeah. And what people be asking for.
1: Too yeah. much. I'm Too much. looking at my cat like, you are living the peak life right now. No, for like, real. Like, you ain't got to do nothing. He's nothing.
2: A, he can make some money,
0: though. He's cute. Yeah,
1: he See, is pretty cute. But cats
2: having attitudes, too. So you can't, <laughs> they can't never act right. Like, you get him an acting job, they start fighting. Right?
1: The <laughs> most attitude he has is when... He's he having an asthma attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get up. He's like, excuse me, bed. Where are you going?
2: First of all, I don't know what schedule you were on, but... I have a couple more hours.
1: He'll put his whole paw out and be like, uh stop moving. See Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm math ain't my strong point. But it's something about monkeys having thumbs, (laughs) but cats being so human like that just don't sit right with me. I'm like, y'all really the second people. Yeah. They they're
0: they mimic us, like for real, for real. They do weird Jedi mind trick stuff. I don't trust them either, but when they're cute, it they can get away with so much.
2: Okay, so I read this thing and it's disturbed me ever since. Okay, because, here we go.
0: share it because <laughs> I love disturbing
2: things. I feel like it's so true. Um, because I have two young nieces and my brother has two cats. Mm-hmm. Well, one has passed away now, but they had, they had two cats. Yeah, and I read this thing and it was like when there are kids around, cats. Meows mimic the baby. children's cry. Yeah,
0: so you give them so- attention. That's true. Yep. That is a car fact. <laughs> That's
1: the actual fact. They
0: know what they're doing. Yeah.
2: I also have a theory that cats were peeping toms. Like peeping, peeping toms and like stalkers mm-hmm. and like they die and get reincarnated as cats. As cat- That's my other theory. Yeah. Because cats are weird.
0: They're weird. They're too curious.
1: I really don't like and I should have thought about this before I got a cat. I didn't. I don't like being stared at. And they
2: just be on you. He
1: be just looking and yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm eating right now. Yeah. I push him off the couch regularly. I was like, stop looking at me. Oh, yeah,
2: into your soul.
0: It doesn't bother me. It's it's crazy because I have staring contacts with him. Like, I'll just stare back. And at certain points, his eyes will start dilating and he'll get freaked out by me. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay, cool. So I can play this game and win, but you're not about that life. So. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take don't take the stairs at
1: this. Also very gentle. Like he's, like having a two year old in the house.
2: I don't believe that because when two year olds get upset, they don't have recliner claws. Like cats just it'd be like watching a movie because it just be like
1: I don't kids can't do that. So
0: I don't there's a level of danger with a kid.
2: Yeah, I just I don't it really have that
1: scratches t- though. Like I haven't had, the last time he, the last time he scratched me was like the first year that I had him and I was giving him a bath, but since then he's never scratched me. He still get baths. He get his little pedicures and all that.
2: Are you a dog person? I do like dogs, but it's, I mean, I don't dislike
0: cats. I just,
2: I wouldn't have a cat. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't have a cat. I feel like I would wake up and a cat would be like swole over top of me, just like watching.
1: That
0: is a possibility. They do that. No,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't let him in my room. My door stays closed when I go to sleep. See, in the fact that He didn't even have that trust,
2: (laughs) no, get out the house. He wants
1: to be on top of you while you sleep. And I'm just like, you're hot. Yeah. yeah, I just I need him to.
2: Nah. That is valid. I'm also allergic to cats, so that's where like a lot of my disdain came from. Because like you're not finna be irky, weird, and make me sneeze. Exactly, like, it's too valid. much going on. Exactly. That's valid. It's exactly. Too much. <laughs> it's
0: very valid. All right. So late to the party was your pandemic baby, yeah. Yes. So where were you drawing inspiration from when you were creating the album,
2: which was Ooh, uh... iconic,
0: by the way. It was
1: so, really good. It was Thank a good ass
0: album.
2: Yeah. Um. That's funny because I, I don't hate that album, uh, uh, but I, I think I hate everything that was going on in my life around the time mm-hmm. of the album release, mm. which makes me have like certain types of feelings towards the album. Mm-hmm. But like making the album, I really, I was just in my bag, to be honest. Like when the pandemic hit, I was hitting up producers and stuff that I really liked. And I was like, hey, like I'm working on an album and, like, in retrospect, everybody was in the pandemic. Everybody was working on music, but nobody, like, hit me back. Nobody was like, yeah, you know, we're not going to hit you. We're going to do nothing. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was um, talking to TT, the artist, about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I just need to, like, learn how to produce. She was like, yeah, so do it. Like, now is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Where do you have to be? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, sis? You're Hi. right. I'm going to talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made a couple. I just sat down with Ableton for, like, Eight hours. Hey, a- Ableton. Yeah, shout
1: out to Ableton. Ableton
2: is a learning curve. But once you get it, yeah. it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down at Ableton for like eight hours. I made a club track. Hell. Um, then the next day I made another one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can like make other shit. Mm-hmm. And then um Pink Do rag was the first thing that I like really made. Yeah. And then the day after I made Pink Do rag, I made libations Mm -hmm. and I saved that for the album Um, but then I was like wait I can kind of do this so Late to the party really kind of came out of me just discovering how to produce. Mm. Because now it was like, wait, I have these ideas for these songs. I can control the tempo and the vibe that I like wanna create. Mm -hmm. And then I can just go do it. So again, like that work of me just being a nerd, like it was fun to just figure out and make the songs. And I'm like, all right, I have an album now.
0: I mean, you were in your artistry bag, like you really were being self-sufficient in that moment. (laughs) Like
2: I'll be trying to figure it out. Look, if nothing else, I'm I'm gonna have me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the biggest thing I've learned. If nothing else, I'm gonna have me. And you're gonna be all right. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna figure it out. It might not be top tier quality, but it's gonna be refined enough to get me there.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into like some of the things that was going on during that album release session?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just. It was. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a wild time um <laughs> in baltimore okay. and just in life in general but i i i think the the biggest thing for me was like working on the project like i started working on it right after my dad had passed away mm-hmm. so i was like i feel like i have so much to say mm-hmm. but like i can't yeah um and then i finished the album if it came out in 22 i finished the album in October of 21
1: Mm.
2: and then to turn it into the label they wanted like a certain amount of month runtime um and then so the album didn't come out until June of 22 so I got really antsy because I was so excited about the album Mm -hmm. from like October to like February I listened to it at least like once a week Mm. and then by the time like February came I was like nobody's like I was over it, mm-hmm. I guess, overhearing it. So I was like, nobody is going to like this. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody is going to like the content because I was like, I was kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And then shooting videos and things, nothing nothing came out. Like, we did the video for makings. Mm-hmm. And um, everything kind of fell through. So Antonio um, Electric Llama, who I love, that is like my brother. Mm-hmm. We made it work. But like that whole video we couldn't find anybody to do lights. So I was like, I'm going to just go buy lighting on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. rented like a location. We shot that whole video in one spot. So shout out to Corinne from Natural Velvet for looking out for the location. I had ordered like blow up like metallic balloons that look like squares mm-hmm. and tape them to a wall with... Just to try like, to make I it look like a set.
1: I noticed though because it looked fantastic.
2: Yeah. Um, so again, working with Antonio was just... I was able to tell him like all right, this is what I have. How can we make this look like something? Like, can we do this? Mm -hmm. And he was very receptive of my ideas. And the biggest thing was, like, the talking mannequin head, Mm -hmm. um, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt like in that time, I was making really good music, and I kind of got down on myself because I felt like people weren't responding to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, damn. I just got really in my head Mm -hmm. about the project. So it's funny now listening to people. or Even when I I looked at the streaming numbers for the first time um, last week, and I was like, okay. For the first time? Like for the first time in a long time. Oh, okay. I think okay. I looked at the I looked at the streams like once a week for mm-hmm. the first couple months that it came out. And then after that, I was just like, okay, like whatever. Yeah. Um and yeah, I just got really bogged down about it. And then I got really in my head because undercover was supposed to just be a interlude on the album and I love it ended undercover. up being the highest shrimp song. Oh my song. gosh. So then we made an extended version yep. that was supposed to come out um in November. And then just some things got like wonky with the label. So it didn't even come out until like this year. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of missed the mark. Like it was too long before like the extent. So I was just like really in my bag about the album. I still saved it. Um, I was just like <laughs> undercover extended. Save. Um so yeah, but I'm like I- I, I love I love what Late to the Party was, uh-huh. but also I'm a perfectionist, yeah. and um, realizing everything isn't going to be perfect is, like, a thing.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a thing. So, I mean, hey, we're just going to keep rocking. Like, keep rocking. the next one is just going to be even better. You're just going to outdo yourself, right?
2: The next one is 90% done. Um, I need to record... Four songs. Two of them are completely written. They just need to be recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Um, I just scaled it down yesterday. So it's 10 tracks. Okay. Five were done by me. Five by other people. Love all it. Baltimore.
0: Love it. Yes.
2: It's all club. There's no downs. Yes. Um, it's rapping. So I think this is one of those ones where I'm kind of like scared mm-hmm. in the sense okay. of like... In a way where it's like, there's no way this can't do good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so it's kind of like crazy because I'm like, okay, I feel like this might be.
0: This might be it. The
2: one. Yeah. So I'm really excited. About to take the clubs over.
0: I mean,
1: is there a date?
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's a date in my head. Okay. Next
0: year? Next year?
2: This year, definitely. Okay. Um, I'm going back and forth. The last two releases I've done have been with Babe City, which is a label out of D.C. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like contemplating going back. It's one of those things where I'm like, do I want to self-release it? But I don't want to do myself a disservice with the product that I have by self-releasing. So that's why I have a date in mind. I have a label that I want to shop it to. Mm -hmm. So I'm not tied to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that it will come out this year. Because if the date is too long, I will risk it and I will release it myself. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely like one of those... One of those ones where I'm like, it's it's coming out this year.
0: I'm excited. We're excited. It's going to be a bop. I mean, long drives. That's what I'm blasting. Yeah.
2: It's, I think I think people will like this one. It's definitely for the clubs. It's definitely a pregame album. Like, you play this while you're getting ready to go out. Yes.
0: That's what the kids need.
2: I, I agree. <laughs> the kids need the real club.
0: Yes. The real club. Oop. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Um, but you mentioned Pink Durag, yeah. so this is my, my kind of last, like, fangirl moment. Pink Rag is perfect. Thank like, you. it is a, it is a Negro spiritual, <laughs> in every sense of the word, that poem at the end of it, like, a notable bar that I just had to type up, White Tears Hitting the Floor, the new ASMR. That made me clutch my chest in a way that I've never really experienced from a, from somebody rapping. Mm. Like, I usually clutch my chest with singers, you know what I'm saying? I get that. But when I heard that, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, the new ASMR. So I just want to know, where was your headspace um, during the creation of that song?
2: Um, I didn't make or write that song. That was spiritual. Like, okay. I did no work with Okay. that. Um, and it was really one of those spiritual alignments where it was like, even when I thought it was done, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Mm. I had written... So Pink Durag wasn't even supposed to be a thing. It was, <laughs> wow. it was supposed to be a Bandcamp Friday release. Like, I was just going to release it on Bandcamp Friday. Okay. Um, so I had wrote the song... And I had recorded it with Bot Choy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I was like, all right, this isn't complete. So then I asked Elon to hop on it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. So they laid down the hook. Mm-hmm. And then like when they laid down the hook, I was like, something is missing. Mm. And I was actually at Patterson Park. <laughs> and I was just sitting in my car. And I just opened my notes app. And the poem at the end wrote itself. Mm. Like I literally, that happened in like five minutes. Mm. And then when that happened, I was like, now the song is done. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pink thank you for saying that because Pink Durag to me is my proudest moment. It's my technically like second highest streaming song, but it is to me my highest streaming song because it's not it that wasn't streams from a playlist. Mm-hmm. That was like all organic streams. Mm-hmm. Um so I was very that was a very proud moment because people told me I couldn't make that kind of music. That people didn't people don't want to hear like self actualizing music, or people don't want to hear shit that's really going on. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. It was a really really proud moment for me.
0: In the video, was that shot at the botanical garden?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, Antonio, again, um, I, I don't even know why, I was. Why was I at Joy Hill? Because I wasn't even smoking (laughs) at the time. I really think I just had missed a turn on Falls Road. Mm -hmm. and You know, you can come up the backside by like Fox 45. yeah. And I hadn't been through Joy Hill in a long time. So it had brought me through that way. Mm -hmm. And I rolled past it and I was like... It's the
0: video spot.
2: I need to do something in front of that. Mm -hmm. So when I made the video, I was like, I want this to feel like an art piece. Yeah. Um, so I just instantly went to Antonio. I was like, I want to do this shot. I want to do this shot. I want to do this shot. I want to do this here. He was like, let's do it. Um, so we just, we went and stole the shots. You know, Baltimore, we stole the shots. We ain't paying for no permits. Yeah. We're going to pull up. We're going to this guy. And we're going to go. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, so it was just, that was a hectic day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My car actually got totaled on the way to the video shoot. I was Going to Droid Hill and I was down. You know that hill right by Burger King? Yeah. A, a car ran right into the back of me. Like he didn't Boy. he ain't had no brakes. Like his mm-hmm. brakes didn't work. He was like driving this car. He wasn't supposed to be driving. He ran into the back of me and then okay. we pull over to the side. And then he tries to like drive away. So I'm like following him. And then I like park. And I like he opens his door, and he's trying to act like he getting his information and he starts backing up and like takes the front of my car out with his door and I'm just like, sir, I have a video to shoot literally like an hour ago. I was like doing this whole ordeal yeah. for like an hour and then we literally went in and it pushed the video back and then I was like, fuck it um and then we went and shot the video like I literally just pulled up I was like I'm Gary Change right here and we just started shooting the video so it was so like everything surrounding that was chaos
0: there was definitely so you said that was a spiritual like everything that came out of that project just it flowed through you so yes. it wasn't even like not to say it wasn't intentional but it just everything aligned perfectly yes in it that was project. intentional
2: but it it wasn't work yeah
0: okay I mean that's I love that. A great product came out of it. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. All right. Those are my fangirl moments.
1: I would say, uh, (laughs) listening to Late to the Party, I was just like, hey, yo, either these songs make me feel real good, like, hey, like, yes, or I'm like, I want to cry. Because you be
0: sneaking in some real shit.
2: (laughs) I like that duality because I think with me, one of the things I've loved about my career is, and it's challenged me, is i've i never fit in just one spot yeah like i can be in a club and then turn around and be at the kennedy center and then turn around and be on a festival and then turn around and be talking at a high school yeah it's like i it challenges me because in one project i get to make multiple songs that are gonna like go across multiple genres Mm -hmm. and and Late to the Party, again, didn't even turn out how it was supposed to. The whole front half of the album, and this is no shade. I'm not being funny. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be, uh, like, Kalayla Renaissance-type vibe. Mm -hmm. The beginning was supposed to be all club Mm -hmm. that, like, had seamlessly flowed, like, into each other. Transition. And then Changes was supposed to be the change of the project. Mm -hmm. Um, But just getting the production, and I wasn't as advanced in production at the time. Mm -hmm. So trying to get that to, like... Really smoothly flow. Mm. It didn't work, so I was like, "Okay, we just gonna switch it up." And then when I heard like Renaissance, and I heard um, like Kalela's project, when I heard when I heard that, I was like, "Okay, I had a good idea." Mm-hmm. So I, like I felt good because yeah. I, like, I just wasn't I had to I wasn't get there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still thank you. I still love like what late to the party is because I feel like that. Like sometimes I want to cry, but sometimes I want to go to the club, and sometimes I want to talk my shit. But like, yeah, yeah,
1: I was vibing, and then like shadows hit, and I was like. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Shadows is the one. If you want to cry, shadows yep. is the one.
1: Got me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Pisces. I cry for less. No. Yeah, for yeah. far less.
2: And you know, Aries, we emotional thugs. So like, we like to act like we tough, mm-hmm. and then as soon as we slam the door, we start bawling Yeah, <laughs> y'all my neighbors. Yeah. So know. I'm emotional thug. <laughs>
0: Um, so the last portion of the interview, if, if we have like a little bit of time, we can speed it up really quick, but we just like to ask people like, you know, what are your dream collabs? Uh, I, I coined it manifestation station, you know what I'm saying? So let's manifest like, who, who is a, an artist that you want to work with? Like your top three, they could be local Baltimore, they could be, um, what DC, Virginia, whatever.
2: Um, if we're talking currently, um, mainstream Missy Elliott, um, it would have to be a co-production and feature collab. Like we would have to be in the studio. Let's go. Um, Criteria. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least let me do some of it, send it to you. Yeah. Um, Missy Elliott, Mm -hmm. I feel like locally, I don't know. I have so many local faves. Like, um, I've worked with Cam. I've worked mm-hmm. with Three Side Goof. Um, I really like Nay. Nay is like a really dope rapper. I would love to like, I would love to. There's so many. I'm not a great start naming names because I'm a great start forgetting people. <laughs> um, so let me say locally. I'm gonna do it like this, and I'm gonna say locally producers. I would love to work with like Rod Lee mm-hmm. or like someone of the prime
0: mm-hmm.
2: Baltimore club era. There we go. I'll keep that. To be fair, hey,
0: I mean, <laughs> I know Mr. Rodley. <laughs> I just think like
2: that, like a club <laughs> that would like complete my my biggest. Like I came up in the paradox, mm-hmm. so like one of the biggest things for me is like I'll never get to go back to the docs, yeah, like fully fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like Swift passed away, so I was like, I'll never get to like play with Swift, or, mm-hmm. so I feel like just being within like the club legends. something I mean, I kind of run around with. After being in Dark City and like the club legends really starting to like big me up and know who I was, that was like an out of body experience because that's like Beyonce to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to work with some of the club legends, I would love. I, I've done it, but I would love. There's a couple more I would love to work with.
0: All right, beautiful. Um, all right, so I know we have six thirty, but I do want to know what would you like to tell your thirteen year old
2: self? Ooh, I'm a, I'm a.
0: You can shed a tear if you want Damn, well. <laughs>
2: My 13-year-old self, I would literally, I would just say, do it. Mm. Don't question it. And everything is going to be bigger than what you ever imagined.
1: That would have... Don't.
2: That's what oh, I would man. tell my 13-year-old self.
0: Don't, don't, don't.
2: I would have myself that too.
0: And the last two things, what do you want to communicate most of your music? Ooh. And then what's next for you this year?
2: <clears throat> um, because I think it'll be better to end out. What's next for me this year? Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm around. Um, <laughs> I'm DJing a lot I have the album coming out. Yeah. Um, some things I can't say yet, but mm-hmm. it, the year is
0: gonna be exciting. Blessed. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: blessed, very blessed. Um and then, what was the other question?
0: What do you want to communicate most through your music? What do you want people to take away from your music?
2: I want my music to be the most positive fuck you that it can be. I <laughs> um, love that. I want That's people beautiful. to look at me and say, like, damn, I remember when I told you that you couldn't. Mm. I Remember telling people nobody would want to listen to this, Mm -hmm. telling people nobody is going to like anybody who like I want everybody who has ever like told anybody who went against the grain that they couldn't. Mm -hmm. Like when they see me and hear me, I want them to feel that. Like I literally physically want them to like tense up and be like, damn. Mm hmm. I told you you couldn't, and you could, and you did that, and shit. you did it, and you did and it excellently so too. So I think I want to like <laughs> inspire the people who need the inspiration, and the people who try to 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 dim people's light. I want them to feel me at my highest watts. Mm.
1: I love that. I'm gonna just take this like little snip and just play it when I go to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know.
2: Feel. (laughs) Literally. I keep saying
1: I Feel my shine. You feel it. Burn, bitch. Revenge that I want in my heart. It's like, you told me I couldn't do this
2: shit. Because it's not even like spiteful revenge, but it's like, you told me I couldn't do that shit. And in turn, I internalized that. Mm -hmm. But then I stepped away from it. Mm -hmm. So I want you to know that it don't matter. Whatever sauce you thought you had, Mm. it ain't work. Mm. I love it. And
1: then it's my favorite
0: shit <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, love hearing that that sums up uh, sums up the episode so I like, think
1: we need to change our tagline now <laughs> no, don't whatever please. sauce you thought you had.
2: <laughs> it wasn't it it
1: ain't work
2: it ain't work some diet sauce no for real low <laughs> yes. calorie sauce so, much
1: so
0: South Beach okay <laughs>
1: System. <laughs>
2: Slim fast ass sauce. <laughs> I couldn't think of nothing Atkins. else. No, for real. Yes. Flat tummy tea.
0: Jenny Craig ass sauce. Get the fuck get <laughs> out. Get out of here. Jenny
2: Craig. All right.
0: Chaotic, you have been a delight. Yes.
2: Thank y'all for having me.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Um, We usually like to end the show with some instructions to our listeners, you know, all 12 of them, but um, we usually tell people... <laughs> it might be
2: 14, which you hear. It yeah, might listen, be Listen, it might be 20. And it will be 2100 <laughs> Let's eventually.
0: go. Let's go. Um, we usually tell people to be kind to themselves.
1: Be kind to others.
0: And continue to be that beautiful little galaxy you're meant to be. And you madam are a bright galaxy yes thank you so much for coming on this show we really appreciate your time thank you for like just being a supporter like that was just so random when she told me she was like yes it was in our inbox
2: (laughs) i I think it's so funny because i don't think i've quite grasped the effect that i have on other people so like sorry so sometimes i'll just like reach out and people be like Yes. And then when I get there they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry this isn't right." I'm like, "Yo, I sw- I promise yeah. I'm normal. I swear." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just um shout out to Miss Cam cuz see Miss Cam and I was like, Let me like and I and I already had like known seeing you around." So I was yeah. like, "I mean, this just makes sense."
1: I booked it upstairs. I was like, Pray!
2: I love that. No,
0: we we <laughs> talked about music therapy. Mentioned Miss Cam. Since then, she was like, "Oh, don't let me come on the show now." <laughs> I love. And Cam. then she came up, and we were like, "Well, shit!" <laughs> so doing these interviews really is like the highlight of our podcasting yes, career. So exactly. thank you so so much. We really appreciate you, and you are. An incredible force in the music industry and so necessary. I'm very excited for your next project.
1: Oh, real quick, how can people find you? Yes. Kids? Oh, yeah. Everywhere.
0: Plug yourself.
2: Everywhere at Chaotic Couture. No, it's not spelled right. K O T I C C O U T U R E. I sit on stage one time, like Couture, like the fashion, and I was a kid, I was like,
0: I don't know how to spell that. Couture be fucking me up.
2: Yeah, so yeah, I get it. Um, it, it be fucking a lot of people up because I be getting stuff and it be like C O. T-O-U-R. And I'd be like, oh, we on the road. Um, so, yeah, Chaotic Couture, K-O-T-I-C, C-O-U-T-U-R-E. And um, you'll get an album from me this year. You know, maybe hey. some visuals. Hey, let's go. Um, you'll be hearing some music sooner than later. DJ Chaotic Couture as yes, well, too. Everywhere. I'll be everywhere. outside. Look, just don't give me no reason to be somewhere where music is involved, because I will find a way to be there.
0: Hey, let's go. Let's get it. It's gonna be an exciting year. All right. All right.
1: That's a wrap. That's
0: a wrap. Thank you so much.